Hello everyone, how's everybody doing out there? Hopefully everyone's doing well. We're a week removed away from the best wrestling week in a long ass time. Um, it's Sunday now, so we're, yeah, exactly a week from the most stupendous WrestleMania ever. Um, honestly, I think it was easily a top five WrestleMania of all time around there. Um, I wanted to record this episode with some time in between. I know the boys are a little busy to do it today, but we wanted to give it some time so we can actually process uh, the great events that happened last week. It had, had we recorded last week, I might have been to overcome with joy and insanity that I might have said something, say some things that I might regret later, or were just incorrect, or just solely based off the crazy high I was on after that awesome event. Now that it's a week, now that a week has passed, um, there's been some time to process all the awesome happenings um, from WrestleMania, and yeah, it's been a crazy week in wrestling. From Tony Khan being a little pansy boy complaining about bots, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later, but this will be just a quick episode recapping WrestleMania weekend and the week that followed. And just some thoughts, and I'm kind of curious to what everybody else thinks. Uh, I know our group chat was going off like crazy. Shout out to Tyler for having me over for his WrestleMania party for night one, which was extremely fun. Um, it's always great watching wrestling with a bunch of people, especially people you've never met. So that's always interesting. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, yeah, like I mentioned... This WrestleMania, probably the best one in the last 10 years, easily. I mean, 30 and 31 were both pretty memorable. Um, other WrestleManias had great moments, like Kofi Mania, obviously Daniel Bryan winning. But this one as a complete card, I don't think maybe 18 or 17 um, rivaled this one. But this was easily an upper echelon uh pay-per-view or whatever the car net whatever they call it now premium live event uh yeah so many highlights so many great stories um it was so great that it had all the AEW fans which i don't get why they can't just appreciate good wrestling or a great event yeah, it's it's insane. But there was a lot of hate going on for many reasons. One big reason is Cody and whatever. Whatever they wanted to find a reason to hate on. Yeah, it's kind of insane. But I think, let's just start with my personal favorite match of the weekend. Which had to go to Bianca and Becky, which was ridiculous. That's a 5-star. Or if Meltzer was a fan of WWE, it would be a 12-star. Um, pretty much it was the perfect match from storytelling entrance wise. Both of them look ridiculously good. Um, like if you look down the line, I think this WrestleMania just goes to show that WWE at its best is unmatched. Like they present their superstars or wrestlers or whatever you want to call them at such a professional level. Like it's impossible to see like or like i you definitely know like i tell the boys this is definitely the pros and i think AEW's the amateurs people are going to be upset but 
it's not a hot take because it is what it is. If when you watch the product, when things are present presented the way they are, it, it's unmatched. Um, hey, honey, who do you think? Um, who's your favorite right favorite wrestler in AEW right now? Exactly. There's no answer because no one cares and no one knows, right? And there's they're not presented as stars or superstars. Um, I just asked the valet who her favorite wrestler was, and no one cares or wants to know anything about AEW because it's not presented that way. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's levels to this game, as many people say, as you hear everywhere now. But this WrestleMania just goes to show that that Bianca match, uh, the Bianca Becky match was out of control. Like, uh, perfect storytelling. The entrances were insane. The wrestling moveset, the finish was great, and the right outcome, um, you know, the right outcome was booked. Uh, it was a long, you know, long-term storytelling, which a lot of people complain that the WWE doesn't do. It's been, you know, she lost that belt to Becky in 26 seconds. I think it was SummerSlam. I don't remember the exact event. But now she got her get back on the biggest stage, and she's established as, like, a main like a top-tier superstar. Not only that, she has two WrestleMania wins, one against Sasha, now against Becky, in back-to-back WrestleMania. So I think, it, yeah, the fate that WWE has in Bianca is, it's there's, it's clearly a lot. They have a lot invested in her, and I'm curious to see how they book her going forward. I'm hoping that she gets another horse person or horse woman or whatever in the next next year so she can keep that kind of going but yeah that match was easily the match of the weekend on um even though so many other events rivaled it but the spectacle of wrestlemania was it was apparent through the whole weekend uh the stone cold steve austin like i mentioned on night one i watched it with tyler again thanks for having me um it was it was great to see a bunch of casuals mark out like it was t- 2001 or whatever, 1998 to 2001. People were going wild. Um, Stone Cold is electric. He's in his mid-50s now probably, but it was insane. The pop that he got, uh, yeah, he's still the most charismatic wrestler ever. Had me flipping off people, cracking a couple of Steve Weisers, and trying some of his broken skull or whatever his steve austin ipa which isn't bad for an ipa but the point is steve austin that moment uh headlining who knew that he was going to have a match um it was exciting stuff it shows that you can literally have four or three or four moves and still still put on a show it was ridiculous uh yeah, and also to you know Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Bianca, Becky, Roman, Brock, uh, Edge, AJ, everyone who performed at a high level uh, that weekend—they're just in a different tier. Even RK Bro, that tag match was fantastic. I'm curious to see where that goes, but overall, like. Even now, a week after this show, I'm still thinking about like how great of a show it was and how it set the pace for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, 
one of the big questions or the main event, uh, which everyone was excited for, including myself, was Roman versus Brock. I mean, it wasn't the best match or even a top five match over the weekend, but it established Roman as one of the best ever. I mean, I'm not sure if he was fully hurt, and now it leaves us in a situation where, like, who knows what's going to happen as next. Apparently, he's going to get booked with um, Shinsuke Nakamura, which I'm dying to see what happens. Obviously, Shinsuke is not going over there, but shit. Who knows? Uh, yeah, and the other big story over the weekend was Cody uh, making his, you know, illustrious comeback to the WWE, which I was never that big a fan, but WWE positioning him to the main event, I think we see him win a title relatively soon, sooner than later, and I think he's going to take one of those belts off Roman. Uh, which would be insane. And it just goes to show the power of presentation that the WWE has versus AEW. Um, I hate to compare all of them, but the fact that so many people just do that all day and want to hate on WWE, it's just insane because it's clearly a better product. And there's proof in the ratings. There's proof in the way things are run. There's proof in even the storytelling. And there's proof in the performances. If you put on an AEW show, there's so many fucking botches. Um, it's wild to think. Uh, we're almost 10 minutes in. I wanted this to be a little shorter. Uh, but yeah, really stoked for Cody. Uh, we'll get into more detail about where some of these stories are going. And a full episode with everybody. But... Uh, other big reactions from the wrestling week. Oh, another big thing that WWE should be extremely proud of is the Performance Center and how they prep, um, you know, celebrities or any of their upcoming superstars. Everybody was so clean um, over the weekend and during the week. Logan Paul looked like a million bucks. Um, credit to the performers with him and the Performance Center. Like, I think that's one thing AEW really needs is some sort of training because yeah, it's it's a far more amateurish uh, product that's out right now. Yeah, so I feel like it's definitely needed in that regard. Um, one thing I want to kind of close this quick little episode on, and I'll and I'll do a part two uh, probably when I'm in Texas tomorrow for work. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's crazy how Tony Khan tweeted about WWE apparently having a lot of paying companies to have a lot of bots to hate on AEW, which is insane. If he focused and spent that time to book better or create story storytelling or present a better product, he wouldn't be in this situation. And the reason why I feel like it was a big misstep too is it just shows he's a pansy and kind of afraid of everything. But we'll get into that a little more later this week when I have a little more time. Uh, we're already past the 10-minute mark, but just wanted to fill in a quick reaction just for a little more content. But expect another episode in the next coming days. Uh, re recapping whatever is going down probably after Raw tomorrow um, but yeah curious to know what everybody else thinks 
out there if there's any concerns. Oh, I'm really excited to talk about uh, the Usos trying to take the Raw Tag Team titles. And I didn't even get into any of the, the other matches or storylines and, you know, um, residual effects of uh, WrestleMania and Edge and all that stuff. But, yeah, thanks for quickly listening. Uh, subscribe, obviously. Do all that stuff that people say after uh, nothing to really promote right now but maybe in the next coming weeks and yeah um see you guys soon hoping to have the rest of the crew back on have a wonderful day you fucks and talk to you soon